0: Welcome to this week's edition of Island Recast. For more information on Grand Memorial Presbyterian Church or Pastor David, please go to gmpc.org. It's been said that life can only be lived forward, but it can only be understood backwards. It must be lived forward, but it can only be understood backwards. And as we look toward the future, and it is some uncertainty in that future, we know who brought us to this point. And God is faithful to continue what he has begun. But sometimes it's important to look back so that we can understand how we got where we are. I have here a, a copy of the first bulletin of my first Sunday here. Some of these people are still here. <laughs> Dana, Anetta, your name is in here, but there are others. who have moved on, some to other ministries, some to their eternal rewards. And the title of the sermon was Faithfully Yours. And I remember that first Sunday. A little overwhelmed, wet behind the ears, hoping that I could measure up. And I remember sharing with the congregation at that time, and some of you were there on that Sunday. I knew that there was going to be challenges, and I knew that we would hurt one another, hopefully not intentionally, but that there would be grace, that there would be mercy, and that we could learn together and we could grow together as we figured out who it, who it is that God is calling us to be as a worshiping community. And I can't help but think of the Apostle Paul. And all the different worshiping communities that he established over his earthly ministry. And the time that he invested in them. And then he moved on to other ventures. If you have your Bibles, I would invite you to open them to the book of Ephesians, to the third chapter. Ephesians is a is a wonderful book. Probably, if you started right now, don't, <laughs> and read through it, it would take you maybe fifteen minutes to read through the book, twenty at tops. And uh, I, I think it's divided quite nicely. Between the first three chapters and the second three chapters, the first, first three chapters, Paul, Paul gives them a theology. And in the second three chapters, he tells them how to live out that theology. In the first chapter, Paul speaks of his gratitude for the community on the corner of 10th and C. How thankful he is that people have come together with a desire to know and to grow in Christ. And in that second chapter, he reminds us that our relationship with God is one that is based on grace. None of us are here because we deserve to be here. None of us have earned a right to sit in the house of God. No longer do people pay dues on their pew so that it's there every Sunday. Some of the first verses that I memorized were from this second chapter Verses 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. No one encouraged me to memorize the 10th verse. What a shame. For the 10th verse says, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. There is a mission for God's people to do good works. And the works that He has called us to do is to love each other the way that Christ loves us that the world might know that we are his disciples by the way that we serve and sacrifice for one another. And Paul goes on in the beginning of that third chapter to speak about the mystery of the gospel that had been given to him. And what is that mystery? That mystery is that out of the two, there would only be one. We might say today, to borrow from our nation's motto, e pluribus one, out of the many one. Of course, for Paul, the two was a division between the Jew and the Gentile. God chose Abraham from before the foundations of the earth. To create a people, to create a family through whom he could reveal himself to all of creation. That family became a nation. And they missed the mark. If we look at the nation of Israel, even in scripture, it's little more than a microcosm of the church today, because we too missed the mark. We miss the mark when we begin to think that this is just for us. And aren't we the blessed and the chosen? But God's vision, thankfully, was a little bigger. While God's design was that The Israelites would be a nation of priests. He knew that they would turn inward. But they still needed to learn the lessons that if they were going to have a relationship with God, that it would be dependent upon their faithful obedience to God. And when they failed, God was gracious and welcomed them back in. We worship a God of second chances. And I, for one, am grateful. And at just the right time, Christ enters into the world. And in this third chapter, Paul tells us that there's a dividing wall that is destroyed between the Jew and the Gentile because now the grace of God is available even to the Gentiles, even to those that don't look like us, talk like us. The mystery has been revealed that through the invitation of the gospel, Everyone is invited in. That it is the most inclusive invitation through a most exclusive path. And that path is Jesus. Amen. And through Jesus, God creates one people. And Paul wants the church in Ephesus to understand that they are one people in a larger community of great diversity and even disagreement. We pick up the words of the apostle in the third chapter with verse 14. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom His whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And I pray that out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide, how long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the full measure Amen. Paul's desire, dare I say, my desire for communities of faith that they might be strengthened with the power of the Holy Spirit to establish a unity. Moving forward. People come in and out of our lives, and, and I have to tell you that that's hard. I get that. This is ascending community. I used to still tell people, we've got five congregations at Grand Memorial. Five, We have our year-round congregation. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. Uh, We have our winter congregation, those of you who are here to escape the brutal winters of the north. We have a summer congregation that come and join us to escape the brutal heat of the south. We have a military congregation we get for two years, then they leave. Sometimes they come back, yay. And then there's always the visiting congregation. Coronado is a nice place to visit if you hadn't figured that out. And in the years that we've been here, we've seen people come and go. And I remember one particular Sunday where we were lamenting the departure of two families. The military had taken them away. And for some reason, it hit me particularly hard that morning. And we're standing over there by the door grieving their departure and in walked a new family. And that was not my reaction. My reaction at the moment was, here we go again. Somebody else is going to come into our community, somebody else that we're going to love on and then they're going to walk away and take another piece of our heart. But then we began to realize that When these people left, they left with something that they had found here at Grand Memorial that impacted their lives. And we began to discover that we had friends all over the country, all over the world, and continue to do so to this day. Being a sending congregation is not a bad thing to be, but it's hard. Sometimes, for those who hold down the fort, for those who welcome the new people in, for those that teach Sunday school week after week, for those who faithfully sing in the choir, serve at the thrift cottage, on session, on the deacons, But God is faithful. And Paul wants the church in Ephesus to know that. Paul wants the church in Ephesus to be strengthened and to remember who it is that is the head of the church and to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Somebody said to me, when you leave, I'm leaving. And I said, then I have failed. I have failed. If the church is about me, it's not the church. And there will be challenging days ahead. I have no doubt. Which was why I, like the Apostle Paul kneel before the Father from whom his whole family, his whole family on heaven and earth derives its name. And our name is Christian. Our name is follower of Christ. Our name is child of God. Our name is beloved brother and sister. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom His whole family on heaven and on earth derives its name. And I pray that out of His glorious riches that He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. By faith you are saved through grace. And that not of work. It is a gift of God. Lest anyone should boast. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. May have power together. With the saints. And who are the saints? The saints are those who are called and set apart. And that's us. We are called and set apart to grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep is the love of Christ. Wide enough for everyone. Long enough to last into eternity. High enough to take us into the presence of the throne of grace. And deep enough to find even me. And you. And to know this love that surpasses all knowledge. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. These last couple of weeks have been bittersweet in many ways. And your words have been kind and gracious. There's a saying in the Navy, I'll paraphrase it for you. that one mistake can wipe out a thousand attaboys. (laughs) This is a family show. (laughs) And so while I've sat and listened to people thank me and are uh, grateful for our ministry and the, 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 the laments and the And the and the and the sorrow at seeing us leave. I, I look back, and I can't help but think of my failures. I think about when I hurt people, when I didn't live up to my own ideals. I think about the missed opportunities. And the inadvertent grief that I brought into people's lives. I grieve the times when I was so sure of my theology that I was right. That I left little room for others to come to me and reason with Scripture. There are many things for which I wished I could do over. Some things I'm ashamed of. And yet through it all, there was a handful of people who come alongside To love me, to care for me, and to let me know that there was still work to be done. It's overwhelming. And I'm grateful beyond words. At times I think, I'm too young to retire. but I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) But as we move into this next phase of life, know that you will always be a part of my heart, of my life. I have lived in this community longer than I have lived anywhere in my life, and I can only pray that the mark that I have left on you and on this community is a fraction of the mark that you have made in my life. Thank you for listening to Island Recast. For more information, please go to gmpc.org.